Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And this is the All Pork Steak Podcast. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's uh, not, but we do get to talk about pork steak <laughs> yes. today. Uh, and our, our guests today are uh, Justin Early from Bear Barbecue, Stephen Bailey from Bear Barbecue. And you guys are located in Cleburne, Texas, which, if folks aren't familiar, I guess uh, south of Fort Worth? Yeah, about yeah. 30 minutes south. Uh, you know, small town, kind of a. Uh, in between, if you're you know if you're coming up and down 35, in between Waco and Fort Worth, uh, uh, you know a little off the freeway, uh, neat little town and uh, some really really good barbecue being served out of this little town now, thanks to you two gentlemen and, and your team. Thank you. And we've been trying to get out here for quite a while. Um, you've been on the radar for quite a while, <laughs> and we've been wanting to get out here and then you know and, and see what you guys are doing because we've been hearing some really good stuff seeing some really good stuff you know thank thank you instagram for showing us all these awesome pictures of brisket and pork steak and everything you guys are cooking it's like a siren call for us it, it is yeah we saw we're like <laughs> yeah. oh okay so yeah we, we we tried to plan this for november it got pushed back but we're here now we uh, we got to eat a good meal today um, looking forward to coming back out again but let's let's go back to the beginning of how this all got started how bear barbecue became a business how it became an idea and how you, you know, what are your early memories of barbecue? Did you grow up in Cleburne? Or? Yeah, uh, I, I was born and raised here. I uh, moved off for, you know, for school. I ended up, I married, uh, my wife is also from here. Uh, we moved off for a few years. We lived up in the Metroplex, uh, ended up back down here. Uh, we now have three kids. Um, and that's a, a different story as far as the, the time it takes to cook and things like that. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as smoking barbecue, uh, I, I didn't do too much of it as a kid. We always grilled and, you know, uh, uh, cooked meat other ways, but we never actually had a smoker that we spent a lot of time using. And um, the first, I guess, the first smoker I ever had was uh, purchased at Home Depot um, back in, I guess, when we moved back here in in 2015. No, when we moved back, it was in oh. 08. Um, Oklahoma Joe or one of those? You no, know, it wasn't even that. It was <laughs> it, it was it was, nice. it was the cheapest one I sold, uh, and I uh, I cooked on it until I burnt the firebox out, and I threw it over in the corner of the yard. Uh, I I I'd actually I cooked for a friend's an engagement party that we we threw for them at our house, um, but uh, long story short, we just uh, I, I quit smoking for a few years my i still love to do it i did it with friends and things but i didn't have a smoker of my own uh and and my father uh he owns a tire and muffler shop here in town he called me and he said uh, i've got a guy that comes in all the time he's in his 80s his name's billy hudson and uh he he competed in a lot of cook-offs and things like that and he said he was talking to my dad one day and and, and it got brought up that i like to smoke barbecue and he said well why didn't he just you know, take my pit. I don't use it anymore. And it was a trailer pit. And my dad said, no, we're not going to do that, you know. And anyway, uh, the guy kept coming down, kept coming down until finally he said, I'm not going to let you not take this pit. If you don't take it, I'm going to drive it down here and unhook it and drive away. <laughs> so he finally gave in, um, brought it home. I mean, the guy had worked for the railroad 
And I think he had used every spare part that he found from the railroad. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Johnny Cash song about building a car, taking a part at a time. It's that, the same thing. Yeah. There, is, yeah. there is actually a, a hitch welded to a hitch yeah. on the trailer <laughs> that would connect to the truck. And, and, and it also had Cadillac rims. Yeah. Um, you know, but the firebox was level with the chamber. It was, you know, so... Uh, we pulled it over our house, and I just smoked on it and smoked on it and smoked on it and smoked on it until I figured out how to cook the type of barbecue that I wanted to. And, and that's kind of where... What was your influence? Like you said, what, did, what, what was barbecue to you then? Um, you know, barbecue to me was... Uh, it, it really... Uh, going down to Austin and, and eating at some of the places and some of the first places I ate, um, you know, barbecue, uh, you know, Tejas was, was one of the first real... Uh, uh, places where you go and you're like, I didn't know barbecue could be like this. Um, and what what place is that? Uh, Tejas in Tomball. Oh, Tomball. Tomball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ever heard of it? You live five yeah, miles. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I thought he said Austin, and I was like, Tejas. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm no, no, sorry. No, no, it, it, yeah. You know, joints in Austin too. Sure, I mean, sure. obviously, we went waited in line. So this this is pretty recent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 And it really, I mean, the first time we sold barbecue to the public was. In January of eighteen, yeah, um, we had been doing it since sixteen, but you know, uh, how did you how did you learn or change? I mean, there's there's a lot of content out there, whether it's it's videos, books. There's now many schools, you know, like the A and M barbecue camp and brisket camp. What is it's definitely Aaron Franklin YouTube videos? I mean, uh, we uh, I used to watch them at home, and my little girl would watch my oldest. Um, she would watch them with me. We went down to, to Austin one weekend, and we weren't even eating barbecue down there. Um, but we were at, I think it's uh, maybe Live Oak. Uh, no, Live Oak Brewing. Live Oak Brewing. Uh, we were there. We were inside, um, and they had some, some Monopoly games and things like that. My kids were playing, and uh, we uh, somebody mentioned Ann Franklin. And my 9-year-old, she was, I think, 3 or 4 at the time. She said, Daddy, there's Aaron Franklin. And I said, yeah, no, sweetie, we're talking about Aaron Franklin. And she said, no, Daddy, he's right there. And I turn around, and he's on the other side of the glass of the window. <laughs> and he was there with his family. She uh, recognized him from those YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah, you know what I thought? You know, I think we're, we're definitely watching uh, a lot of barbecue uh, how-tos if my four-year-old can identify him <laughs> in public. So, you know, that's, that's, that's really kind of how it Did how I learned. Did you say no, I, I didn't. It, he was there with his family. They kind of went and sat down, and, and my wife said, you should go say something. And I was like, no, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go bother. But but it ended up, I had to run out to my car, and as I turned around, he was parked next to us, and I, I said hi, I took a picture with him. But, but you know, that was that was really what, um, uh, that's really how I learned, um, or how I began to learn. And then after that, say, yeah, it was just... It's not easy overnight, yeah. I mean, it was just... The amount of money I've spent on briskets, uh, <laughs> cooking them over and over and over and over. I mean, that's 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 how, um, that's really how I learned. I mean, I started at the videos, but then really learning how to cook barbecue. What What would you say was kind of the the biggest? Once I got this down, it became a lot easier. Was there any one thing like once I got the trim down, or once I got fire management down? Was there any like one key where once that fell into place for you? I don't know. I I don't even know if I have the trim down now yeah i mean um, fire i feel like once we're able to manage a fire correctly yeah. 
seems to make the process a little bit easier. Uh, um, but no, you know, I, I, I see a lot of pictures on Instagram of, uh, you know, people trimming briskets and they're perfect. And, you know, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I try, but I don't. So kind of kind of maybe segue trimming. You guys are doing your own sausage. Are you using yes. any of the trimmings for the sausage? Uh, yeah, we actually just use whole briskets. We just we take two whole briskets and 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 just you know cut what we need and use that. So how did you get into sausage making? <sighs> There's a smile over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you guys kind of sound like hunters in this part of the the state. Maybe I know oh, yeah. there's a lot of that, but uh, you know, I really don't think that there was anything that just. I think we just. Okay, the dynamic between me and Stephen, I think, is probably what. I constantly want to do different things, new things, and I'm always the wheels always turning in my head. And then I'll tell him, and he say, he'll say, "No, let's not do that." <laughs> yeah. uh, that's kind of how it works, and, and that was how I've the never sausage. Heard that before, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When no. I get a call from Justin and it says, "Hey," I say, "No, no, we're not." <laughs> so, Stephen, let's go into a little bit of your barbecue background and. <clears throat> my my barbecue background. Everything comes from from the guy sitting next to me. Uh, I, I've learned everything I know from him, so uh, I, I would give all my credit to to what he's done and what he's learned and and the uh, work he's put into it. And, and the crazy thing about it is, is you know, to stay up all night because that's what we do. We sleep down here. You know, when we do it, we sleep down here, and that's the. Uh, you have to love cooking barbecue to cook barbecue. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, and just the time it takes, the, the, the stress it causes, the um, lack of sleep, uh, and, and really to, to just for Stephen to, to like it as much as he did doing it. Um, I think it was, but really I think what got him was when we, when we started cooking and people came up and they said, you know, we love y'all's food. And he was like, you know what? Yeah. I like it when people tell me that. You know, I think that's got to I work. definitely love selling it more than I do cooking. <laughs> but, uh, well, it's one of the unique things in barbecue you don't necessarily get in other types of cuisine is that customer interaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're a chef in the back of the house of a, of a restaurant, you may never hear that from, a, you know, a patron. Right. Other than reading a Yelp review, good or bad. But you do get that experience if you're, you know, the one in, you know, in the restaurant or at the meat counter or in the trailer cutting the meat. You do get that experience with the customer where they can come right back up to you and say, oh, that was really great. Or, you know, or, or oh, that, that sausage you made was really unique. And so that's that's one of the, you know, in, in the instant validation world that we live in, it, it works. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of things about barbecue that are a lot of work and a lot of hard work. But the uh, the gratification part is, is kind of nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it makes it worth it. Yeah. You know, you know. You sell it, you know. You, you make money selling barbecue, but I mean, when it, whenever people love what you're cooking, I mean, that's that's to me is the best thing. So, where did the name Bear Barbecue come from? Um, Bear Barbecue actually came from uh, when we first started, and, and still do. Just we use a simple set of rubs, and and that was kind of what that's where the bear came from, as far as the, you know, we wanted to let the meat speak for itself. Um, the, you know, the bear ended up being. Uh, a lot of different things that people have said to us, you know, uh, but, but, you know, we're kind of to the point now to where the name's the name and we're keeping it. Uh, but that's the, you know, and, and the weirdest thing is, is we've always just, you know, said bear barbecue. That's, but when we, 
you know, met some of the guys up in the Metroplex, you know, they would introduce us as, hey, these are the guys from Bear down in Cleveland. And we were like, you know, it, it just, it, it sounded, I guess, unfamiliar yeah. just using the first part of the name. But um, that's, that's really where it came from, is just the simplicity of the ropes we use. Was it interesting or difficult introducing this area to the, the craft style of barbecue? Yeah. Uh, I think we're still going through that process of introducing what we provide uh, as barbecue because uh, it's it's nothing like we've ever had at all. So yeah, I, it, and it's a, it's a thing we still deal with. But but that's also on the flip side. That's that's what I love about it because every big city, you know, you have a lot of, of barbecue options and you have a lot of good ones. You know, um, and, and and not to say that there's not those in small towns, but um, as far as just um, being able to go, uh, you know, eat handmade sausage, eat, uh, you know, prime brisket, and, and just in, in, in all these different things that, um, you know, prime, are cooked with Prime all moist wood. brisket with, with a fat cap. I mean, that's, that's, I'm sure that's not how the, the locals had it served before. Yeah. Right? And from what we've seen with a lot of other uh, restaurants that have done that, it, it's, it's hard to transition people initially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, I, I was reading today where, um, or yesterday where somebody wanted all the grease out of the brisket. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. Oh, well, um, the yeah. shout out to our buddy, Brian Bingham. Um, he was just posting, I think it was yesterday on social media, how someone told him to cut all the black off their brisket and then ask for salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cut every, all the salt and pepper off my brisket and then I want to put it back on myself. So there's always going to be that, you know, the growing pains of introducing it to a new market even established markets still have that. I mean, Houston, it's not as bad as it was five years ago, but you still have people that are still getting acclimated to modern style of barbecue. And, you know, even the established restaurants in Houston still have those experiences sometimes where someone will come in and say, oh, it was so greasy or, you know, oh, there's so much fat on it. And Can you cut off the fat out yeah. and then yeah. weigh it? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, and another thing, you know, is uh, the price it yeah. Has, yeah. has been a um, – I, I don't really – I mean, we haven't necessarily seen – that big of an issue yeah but you know on social media we'll you know we'll we'll get the um well, at first we had quite a few you know trolls that, you know saying to how, how, how expensive <laughs> that is and that's ridiculous and this and that but i think when people come and they eat it they understand that we're i mean we're really trying to feed them you know the, the highest quality barbecue that we can make it's a different product and, yeah. it, and it requires different preparation and from the source all the way out to the end and trimming you know, when you don't trim other briskets and you trim these, obviously that adds to your cost. Yeah. yeah. Um, not everybody understands that. And we were talking with somebody today about, you know, as the price of brisket fluctuates, you may have to raise your price. And mm-hmm. people don't understand why you went up. Like, yeah. did you go up just because you wanted to make more money? No, we went up because the, the source went up. Um, so it's it's always interesting to, to hear how locally, yeah. you know, people are adapting. I think barbecue is definitely, you know, across texas but there's still many many people that have never had right and it's always tough being the first i yeah. mean and you guys are the first in this town so if there had been three other craft joints that had opened three years ago you probably wouldn't have gotten as much of the what is that why is it so much that sort of thing but being the first you're going to you know you're going to get that from time to time uh let's go in a little bit of the bear barbecue menu um because okay. it's a, it's a pretty good size menu for for Serving out of a trailer, you guys do more than a lot of people do in a food truck trailer standpoint, um, and we thank you for that because we're greedy. Um, but <laughs> and fat and fat, and that well, 
those things go hand in hand. <laughs> but let's let's go into you know, of course, we have to go into the pork steaks because we're I think we're contractually obligated to say pork steak at least five times an Welcome episode. Welcome to the now. pork steak corner portion of our podcast. Yes, Brought to you by nobody. pork steak. But yeah, pork steak's one of our favorite cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, really affordable cut for the con- for the consumer if they don't want to spring for a twenty dollar pound brisket or. Or, or what have you, a pork steak's a more affordable option, and, and pork steaks are huge. Oh, don't worry, you can crack that on the mic. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> our mics are well acclimated to cracking <laughs> beers. But yes, pork steaks are one of our favorites. Uh, what what got you into wanting to source pork steak, put it on your menu? You know, I really think is is I've, I've followed uh, 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 Brad Robinson and, and just the Chud Box, and I mean, even you guys, you know, just the the you know, I told him I want to, I ordered a, a chud box and, you know, we went and picked it up. I guess it was five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Yeah. But just, I just, I liked the concept of being able to, um, uh, you know, cook over uh, direct heat and, you know, obviously snows and, you know, the way that they've always, always done it. But as far as being able to do it in your backyard, you know, was really what, you know, made us want to buy the chud box um, and, and being I, able and to I do think that because we also had a christmas party where we said we'd cook a whole hog yeah and, and we wanted to do it right too so, so we did that <laughs> yeah uh, so we had the chud box and it was that. actually a lot more difficult than, than <laughs> oh, was that your first hog mm-hmm. yeah yeah how did I, that how did, yeah how did that work you know it, it was good yeah uh, we charred the bottom quite a bit yeah. uh when we flipped it over it was a lot more black than i had expected uh but a lot of it and, was bone and um, flipping it was a process. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was a process. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of people will see will run uh, like chicken wire on top and bottom, and that mm-hmm. way they can kind of flip it as one whole because you can't pick it up and flip it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, we remember the time out. we tried to flip the four <laughs> yeah. quarter of the cow at John Miller's? That didn't you work did. Too well. I yeah. didn't go to that. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was yeah. going to be a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to flip a four quarter of a cow, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that's obviously one thing, but. Um, as far as, as seasonings, flavor, all of that worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well. Yeah, um, we kind of we, we kind of did the the Carolina the the slaw and the vinegar sauce, and that's 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 my favorite way. Do you plan on doing and, more of that out here? Uh, hopefully, I mean, you know, we we really our main goal is to develop this whole back area into bear barbecue. Um, you know, eventually we'd like to to get out of the the trailer it, you know there's a lot of limitations being in the trailer and one of them being our warmer yeah um just having enough uh, power we actually have a, a 50 amp plug that we plug into um but that's still you know with the warmers that we need and things like that we can't have a second one yeah and so we're just that's that's part of our issue that's also the issue with the smoker is we want to have a you know a, because now uh you know, yesterday we cooked, I think, 18 briskets. Mm-hmm. And that's about as much as we can cook on that. And so we have to wait until those come off before we can cook anything else. And so that's part of the issue with us not getting any sleep. And, and hopefully we can remedy that with, with a second smoker. So is that, is that something that's being discussed now, like getting a, getting a second smoker? Yeah, yeah. we've actually uh, already talked to the guy who builds our pits. His, uh, his name is TJ Kidd. He, he's... Um, he lives in Grandview, right outside of Cleburne. And how we met him is he was selling fire pits on Instagram. He, and he does a lot of fence work, P 
pin work in barns and, and uh, things like that. And I messaged him and I said, would you like, you know, do you want to build a, uh, a smoker for me? And he said, sure, how big? And I said, big, you know, pretty big. And so I went out there, I kind of came up with the specs and, and went out there and met with him. And, you know, that's how we, we built the one we have now. And uh, we recently bought a 500-gallon yeah. propane tank, and he's going to convert that into a, a second one. So, so Bear Barbecue is growing. You, know, you guys are cooking a, a really substantial amount of food, honestly, for, for the operation size that you have. You're, you're cooking, like you said, as much as you physically can cook and hold and keep warm. We got to talk about the chimichurri. We've, we've hit our two main things on a podcast: <laughs> yeah, pork, yeah. steak, and whole hog. So now yeah, let's yeah. delve back into the menu. <laughs> Look at chimichurri and then sausage. That's the other. Yes, one. yeah. yeah. Let, let's get into that chimichurri because I know uh, I, I know Daniel Baum was out here recently, and that was one of the things that he really highlighted on his visit, and uh, and for good reason. We had it today; it was excellent. Thank you. How, how did the where did the idea come from to, to pair chimichurri with the uh, meats you're cooking? You know, it really was just uh, you know we eat it on steaks. And it's just beef and chimichurri kind of went hand in hand, and 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 we we made it one weekend and, and tried it with the brisket, and it was just uh, you know, and it's not just brisket that it it tastes good on, in in my opinion, but yeah. just the combination of the flavor profile of the brisket and the chimichurri, the tang and the uh, you know, it's, it's just, the vinegar and the fat yeah, and the yeah, salt. Just, and, I mean, it's it's exactly what you want. Yeah. And and so, um, ever since then we've done it. We've we've put it. It's been it's been a sauce that we serve, uh, and we'll continue to. There, I'll take that over regular barbecue sauce any day, honestly. So, no. so while we're talking about about sauce um, with your chicken, we'll talk about your chicken. But you also do a white sauce with the chicken, which in Texas is pretty rare. Some places are doing it, but but fairly rare. Um, how did that come about? The the white sauce we use has been. It's a modified version of something that I'd cook. Yeah, it's not a, traditional white yeah, sauce. It, it's not just a straight it's like Alabama sauce. It's got like horseradish or something. Right. It's got it some twist to it. Yeah. 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 Um, and some lemon zest. And, yeah. And, uh, the two yeah, things we, we were, the two things we, yeah, we were like, <laughs> it tastes lemon, horseradish. We're getting pretty good about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. It's because well, uh, we're fat and we eat a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and that's kind of been, uh, even though, like we said earlier, it's bare barbecue. It's just, it's. I feel like there's, you know, with what we cook and the sauces we use and things like that. Um, to me, when people say if, if it's a good barbecue, it doesn't need sauce. You know, that's true, but you, it, that doesn't mean that you can't make barbecue yeah, we're, better We're with firm sauce. believers yeah. of both of those things being true at the same time. Yeah. Is that barbecue shouldn't need sauce, right. but sauce can also complement barbecue. Yeah. And, and so, and, and really as far as the, you know, the different types of barbecue across the country, you know, like I said, when we, you know, the whole hog, just the slaw and the vinegar. I mean, that's my favorite way to oh, eat it. Oh, yeah. That's we, not a... Yeah, there are some that say that you know, oh, you, you don't have to. If you're using great pork, you don't need it. I absolutely disagree with that. Um, you know who you are out there. I don't <laughs> care if you're using red wattles, the most pasture-raised hog that never had a bad day in its life until the final one. Hog tastes good with vinegar. It just yeah, does. Yeah, it yeah. just works. Whether it's great, you know, whether you're using commodity hogs, heritage hogs, they, it tastes good. Vinegar really complements that meat. It's a sweeter meat. The tang really works with it, and so. I will fight that till my dying day. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. So on your on your chicken, do you guys mop your chicken? Uh, no. Because I do want to commend the the skin was really good. You know, Thank you had, you. so do you finish it in the the firebox or anything? No, no, we don't. We mm-hmm. actually we actually use a dry brine, mm-hmm. and and you know really that just means we rub it in advance. And yeah. so we uh, uh, we do it. I don't know, six eight hours in advance. Yeah, and and by the time we. Uh, we put it on, uh, you know, we we adjust the temperature in the pit to, to crisp the skin. 
Yeah, no, we, but, we really appreciate it because it, it's one of the hardest things to pull off in an offset smoker um, is, is good chicken skin. Yeah, sure. well, especially holding it for any length of time, too, right. is, is tricky. You know, it's especially in humidity-controlled warmers, not good for chicken skin, that whole deal. Um, the sausage we had today, tell us a little bit about that sausage because it has a cheese in it that's not standard and normally seen in, in it's, it's monster cheese is what monster yeah. okay uh, yeah we, we couldn't place it but yeah. we're like this is a really different cheese that you don't <laughs> yeah. see that often in sausage um you know I, I like a cheesy sausage yeah and so when we did that we uh, and that's not cheap either that's, no it's that's no. an expensive cheese <laughs> to be not. using yeah um but uh, uh you know i we wanted spicy we wanted cheesy uh we played around with it um and and uh i think i tried cheddar i tried yeah, mozzarella tried mozzarella just it turned into water um no, we almost cheese. thought it was like like string cheese at uh, first we were like what what is yeah, it yeah. something, something, because <laughs> it wasn't quite a melted cheese which you don't want in a sausage because yeah. it turns into a grease bomb but it was it was a really good texture it was really good in a different flavor and yeah. we're always looking for different yeah at this point. i mean it's very unique sausage yeah. that we haven't had anywhere else and so and, okay. and a good sausage as well really good and, so, and we we the heat comes from a, it's red pepper flake that's mm -hmm. the you know, it, it doesn't have any actual jalapeno or anything like that, but yeah. So the, the sausage making process, how, how did you start to learn how to make sausage and, and how was that learning experience? Everyone uh, laughs when we ask that question. It's, it's, uh, and it's, we know why. It's, <laughs> yeah, the learning process is just, it's, uh, it's fun. No. no. <laughs> it's messy. You know, it's time consuming. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's one of the things is, it's kind of like the length of time it takes to cook a brisket it it's not necessarily economically smart yeah. but but it your product becomes your own very unique product so and and people will come to the window and they'll say you guys don't have sausages this week and we're like no and they're like why not and we're like because it takes us six hours to make it. <laughs> um but you know it was really just a, a trial and error as far as the flavor um yeah but the cheese once we tried the monster it just worked it, you know we liked I, i've always liked it i've always liked monster cheese but uh it really held up well yeah. with the heat it held up well you know holding um the funny thing about you know uh, uh and i guess we might you know get to this later but uh, the first time we ever met daniel vaughn <laughs> uh we had some of the sausage with us and we thought you know let's go see what he thinks and the first thing he said was, "You've got plenty of cheese in here, <laughs> <laughs> you know." But, but, but that you know, that's what we, uh, that's what we, uh, or that's what I like at least. Yeah. So, and and that really is the, you know, the heart of what we serve, is it's things that we like, and that we think that other people might like. Um, that's really where a lot of our menu items come. Things we eat at home, things that we, you know, family members cook, things like that. Like Brussels sprouts. Yes, like, like Brussels sprouts. Not, not everybody likes Brussels sprouts. No, we we got to get into a little Brussels sprouts because there have been Brussels sprouts on your menu, and and I understand that it was a, a little bit of a battle to get them on the menu, or a little bit of a debate. It was a battle. I wasn't the only one fighting it. Uh, there was three of us versus one, and and we all lost when we served them. You know, we sold out, and then the second time we were open, everyone came back to the window and go, "Hey, where are those Brussels sprouts?" I said, okay, it's going to be a full-time thing. Now. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, and, and the funny thing is, is, is we eat those. Uh, my wife cooks them at least once a week, and we eat those at home. 
And then the day that I said, why don't we put these on the menu? Even she agreed with them, and she said, no, people don't want to eat this. So. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Um, a guy Especially that, in Cleveland, you know, thinking Brussels sprouts, you know. Yeah, I have to remember it was a couple months ago, I was at Truth, and they had Brussels on the menu, and I had posted it, and, uh, and one of you messaged me and said, oh, thank you so much for posting that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he yeah. sent it directly was to me. me. You know, I was. I finally had some validation that, that I wasn't crazy. Yeah. No, there's at least... Uh, at least two in Houston, I know. Or Fijis has them on Houston the menu. Fijis. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this, and you know, Patrick, I don't think I'm telling any stories outside of school here. Bro- the people revolted so much when they took Brussels sprouts off the Fijis barbecue menu because it was seasonal. It's a seasonal yeah. item, and and they got so much more expensive for him to source when they were out of season that it just wasn't cost effective to have them on the menu for a while. He had to put a sign next to the meat cutting counter saying explaining why they didn't have Brussels sprouts on the menu. Sorry, it's this expensive. They will be back. And like it was a mutiny over Brussels sprouts. So yes, they are very popular, yeah. not just in Cleveland, but apparently in Houston as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, Brussels done well. Or, uh, they're, they're good. They may smell like garbage when you're cooking them. But, yeah. Yeah. but oh, they good. are awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, just, I, mean, I didn't think there was any chance of selling them here. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe not. But <laughs> You know, and another thing we do is, is, is sometimes we serve them with the white sauce. Yeah. We'll drizzle that on top, and it, it actually, mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. We're going to have to try that. Yep. Are we, are we ready for desserts yet? Yes, let's go okay. to desserts. <laughs> so um, tell us about your desserts. Well, do we want to talk about the tortillas or the desserts? Uh, is there really an order at this point? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's do tortillas first. Okay. So the, uh, the tortilla process is a family uh, affair. Tortilla is a family affair. Uh, I've... I, Luckily, I've had them my entire life. Uh, my stepmom makes them, and and so I was pretty spoiled. And I I enjoy the homemade tortilla. Uh, you can't go buy that anywhere. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a little twist to it. It's a little sweet, um, you know. And, and I don't want to spill any secrets if there's any secrets, but like honey or agave or something like that. But um, but there's there's a little tweet. But it's great because yeah. it makes it unique as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, she's still making them for us. Uh, Is she tired they're... of making them at this point? No, no, no. She, she loves, I mean, she makes them weekly. So uh, we, we have them every time we go over there for dinner or anything like that. Uh, it, it's just an item she's always made, and we've always enjoyed them. So when I went and asked for them, it, it was a simple yes, I, I can do that. And... Uh, now, does she know what she's committed to now? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm waiting for uh, no. for me to be able to slide in and ask for the homemade corn tortillas because yeah, those are just unbelievable. Um, but I, I think she enjoys doing it, and, and she's always done it, and so it was a, it was a simple yes for her to, to do it for the trailer. So. They were they were excellent tortillas. So mm-hmm. so thank you to your stepmom. Yeah. They, they yeah she's never getting out of that business now. Oh either. no no she's <laughs> in it she's no. in it yeah. she's gonna get an LLC and start charging. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well profit off and go for it. Yeah. So let, let's get into uh, desserts a bit. I know desserts kind of fluctuate in between. You mm-hmm. know sometimes the, you know the the restaurant that you use as a commissary sometimes provides dessert and sometimes it's. Uh, family made. Uh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the desserts. Um, uh, the, uh, the purple turnip where we're sitting now is uh, uh, they make some of the best pies in town. And uh, my office is actually on the other side of this building. 
and that's kind of small town pie shops are some of the best yeah and yeah. phenomenally um, i know um, heiko texas and the coffee cup if you ever go out that oh, yeah. way um, i've been there yeah famous for their pies yeah uh, we had today we had the chocolate and the coconut yeah, yeah the chocolate mousse pie and a coconut yeah. pie i don't know if those were from purple Turner. yeah they were they okay. were both from here yeah they were they were really good yes and the uh the i know you guys have done a pecan pie before yeah we uh pecan pie which is actually uh, my grandmother's recipe and um the uh and then we have a banana pudding uh, it's more of a whipped banana pudding it's not the traditional banana, I like pudding. banana yeah. pudding um and you know we we we're always trying to just expand our menu um we wish we could cook everything every time but it's just even in a, in a pop-up format, it, it's incredibly difficult pop-up or trailer to do to have such a big menu. I mean, you guys have a really big menu for that. Um, just multiple dessert options even is, is pretty unheard of on yeah. a lot of trailers. Well, and, and while we're talking about what Bear Barbecue is now, let's talk about what it may be or may not be in the future. I know you guys are both working full-time jobs now and obviously have families and obligations and things that would make it incredibly scary to try to do this full-time. Yeah. You know, I really think that uh, um, that we more than likely won't ever stop doing what we're doing Monday through Friday. Um, that's just from a financial standpoint and, you know, taking care of our families. But that d also does not mean that we're not going to, um, you know, side by side uh, grow Bear Barbecue into what we want it to be. And, and really, you know, our end goal is, is we'd love to have a small building um, right back here um, be open three days a week. Um, and and really, you know, be able to uh, you know cook as much as we need to cook, and that you know, and and just continue doing what we're doing, uh, and find the right people to help us do that. So one one of the things while you're in the the current state um, that I I noticed is your trailer is really wide. Mm -hmm. um, so to me that kind of stood out as as pretty interesting. What what size is that? How did that come about? Um, I think it's. Is it, is it eight foot wide? It it's, almost looks like it's ten. It's eight foot wide. Yeah, it's really yeah. Wide. Yeah, it is. It's eight foot wide. It's uh, it's a little it taller. Be, no, it's eight and a half foot wide. Yeah, I was say, it it seemed a little wider yeah. than most, and and the 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 building itself came all the way up on the on the hitch part. I was yeah. I was really surprised. Like, yeah, and, and and you know it's eight and a half foot wide because I got to pick. It would be seven feet wide if, if Stephen uh, yeah. got to pick because that was the the cheaper option we were so, looking at. So we went into the driveway and we had chalk and we drew it out we actually pushed and the, that's really smart we, to yeah. do. Pushed yeah. the, put the, the warmers in there and the stainless tables and and, and we kind of walked in between them yeah. to see which which size would work best yeah. and, and I, I lost pretty quick on that <laughs> <one>. <clears throat> i think that's probably a wise move i'm sure you guys <laughs> yeah. probably figured out pretty early on you're yeah. like yeah i'm glad we didn't go with the it, it was funny because it, it was all four of us it was it was me justin megan and Haley all standing in this outline of a, of a seven foot eight and a half foot trailer we're like okay how can we make this work and uh, yeah and eight and a half was the only way it was gonna yeah. work and, and really just you know as he mentioned our wives i mean they're equally um, a part of this as we are they do all the sides yeah they make all the sides we do the meat um and so it's just um how do we not talk about the sides yeah <laughs> we, we ate i think every side on the menu today so. <laughs> We, we, need, we need to get in a little bit of the, the, the Serrano grits were excellent. The elote was really good as well. Uh, the cornbread salad is one of the more unique sides I've had in quite a while. How did, how did that idea come about? Uh, the cornbread salad is something I've eaten in my family. Hmm. Um, and um, 
it's, it's kind of like a cornbread casserole, but it's served cold, yeah, which was right. which was different for sure. Yeah, and it's got bacon and bacon fat in it. You know, it just kind of it does it, it has a different flavor. Um, I don't think Stephen likes it very much, but you know, yeah. sometimes it's it's in the, it's in the same realm as the Brussels sprouts, I think. Yeah. But uh, you know, we we like to try to strike different things. two against Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice having things that are unique that, again, that you don't get anywhere else or yeah. that are uniquely yours. I mean, that's just like, that's why we love people that do sausage and put their own spin on sausage as well. Um, it, it helps you stand out. It helps people say, hey, I want to go there because I can get A, B, and C that mm -hmm. I can't get anywhere else. Um, a really, really enjoyable menu from uh, from beginning to end. Thank uh, you. Very impressive. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, from from a, a trailer standpoint, I don't. There aren't many that have had a more expansive menu than you guys had, and not just. I mean, obviously, anyone can throw fifty things on a menu and say, "Hey, I've got a big menu." But like a expansive menu of quality meats, quality sides, quality desserts, um, it's it's tough to pull off. And you know, kudos to you guys for for being able to pull it off. We're excited to see, you know, how this business continues to evolve, and and hopefully in the future there are more opportunities for everybody to to get more chances to eat at Bear Barbecue mm -hmm. because. Uh, it's it's a place you guys need to be getting to if you're a fan of barbecue if you do the traveling like we do it's definitely a stop you can make as part of your Dallas Fort Worth barbecue run um, it's a stop we're going to be making as part of our run and uh, so where are you guys at when are you guys open how do people find you online okay um, we are uh, we set up at 904 West Chambers in Cleburne Texas uh, we're open every other Saturday at 11 a.m. until sellout um, uh, we're it's at Bear Barbecue on Instagram. It's and B A R E Facebook. Barbecue. Yeah, it's yep. B A R E and then B A R B E C U E on Instagram and uh, uh, also Facebook. And and for anyone that's looking to make sure that they they don't miss out on anything, that you guys do offer pre-orders right now. Where, yes. Uh, you can pre-order uh, through through Instagram or Facebook. Yes. And uh, and make sure that you you've got everything that you want which is a really good idea i'm glad we did it yes. <laughs> it's uh, we, we, we recommend trying as much of the menu as you possibly can because it's uh it, it's hard to say no to pretty much everything that's on this menu right now for and, all of our listeners that are bicyclists which is none <laughs> but um, yeah all a, of our really physically yes, fit listeners yes, there is there is a uh, annual bike ride called the goat neck out here in cleburne so uh and um lots of stuff probably to do between here and dallas that and we, bear we will be serving goat neck burnt ends that yeah, weekend yes. no kidding yeah. <laughs> i yes. won't commit you guys to that but no um yes there's it's a cool little part of uh, yeah. Texas. If you haven't gotten a chance to get out this way, I definitely recommend it, especially um, when the weather's nice. It's a really fun time to be to be traveling through Texas and seeing some of these roads and small towns and little courthouses and throwing in barbecues. Just, you know, that's, that's the right way to do it. So, guys, thank you for extending what's already been a long day for you <laughs> to, uh, to sit here and chat on a microphone. We really appreciate it, and we're looking forward to the future. Yeah, thank you guys yeah, for thank coming you up. Guys.